Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the second shot of whiskey edition. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And for some of us, the second glass of wine edition. Yeah. Uh, It's also the uh, sane and safe space edition. Yes, I think. Absolutely. You are safe with us. (laughs) And hopefully a little bit, you know, you know, the sane part will settle in. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Um, that's an ongoing process. Uh, um, yeah, let's talk about some good news. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some good news. Yeah. Oh, first, I'm Jill Chacha. Oh, yeah. And I am with the amazing, the talented, just had a very healthy dinner, yes. Marissa Riley. That's me. I grilled some chicken. I made a fucking <laughs> sweet potato. It looked like a fucking Pinterest post. I feel very special. See? You know, doing a little self-care yeah. uh, when the fabric of our democracy is literally burning. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. I, I cannot wait to go back to Hot Cheetos tomorrow. Yes, um, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah. But I did something nice for the bod tonight. Tonight. There you go. Just tonight. I've got whiskey. Yeah. i got a little bit of whiskey uh, and two ice cubes. Amazing. I just had a couple glasses of wine with ice cubes. Um, no shame. I wanted it to be cold, so I made it cold. There you go. The woman's got the tools for the job. I do. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 021. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to like like announce a little positive news. It's pretty, yeah. it's, it's small, but also big at the same time because yeah. it's because uh, it's about you guys and and really what y'all have done um, earlier this month this very fucking podcast broke into Apple's top two hundred comedy mm. podcasts <laughs> in in Mexico in Mexico in so Mexico mucho mucho amor Mexico mucho for amor everything for everything uh, we ranked not once but twice. Yeah. At 141 and at 183, and uh, that's all because of listenership. That's what you guys fucking amazing. Thank you, Mexico. Thank you. Uh, We love you worldwide, man. We Um, love all of you, even people not in Mexico. Yeah, we've got listeners. Uh, We do have one listener in Brazil who is a monthly supporter. Amazing. Uh, And that's the second bitter news, which is listenership without you. Man, let me just say, for the first time, we've been able to pay a bill just from this podcast. That's so cool! That's, that's the craziest That's shit. so cool! We're geeking out over here, but it's a pretty big deal. And and um, it was a pretty big bill. It's a phone bill. <laughs> it's a phone bill. <laughs> How cool is that? Phone bills are uh, way too expensive these days, and we were able to pay one off. So, uh, yeah, at the end of every episode description, there is a link that says support this podcast, and some people just click it. Yeah. And for like as little as a buck a month, uh, you know, they support yeah. us to live, which is very important. When you want to make a podcast, you gotta you gotta be alive. You gotta be thing. alive. It really helps. Um, <laughs> so yeah, keep supporting us, uh, so we can keep paying our phone bills and um, yeah. and, and uh, making chicken dinners and making chicken dinners. And thank you above all. Else. Thank you so, so much. Thank seriously. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we wanted a little happy news and just a happy episode, Yeah, uh, episode 021, and we're thrilled and we wanted to celebrate in the most American way possible. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to shoot something out of a cannon. Of course we are. <laughs> so that's a- of course we are. 
What's more American? Yeah. So we're rolling out the old, old, old-timey artillery. And first, we are going to ask, what happens if an actual person were shot out of an actual cannon? Excellent question. <laughs> Not something I want to discover by experience. No. I don't oh, want to no. live that one. No. It, it, it's bad. Spoiler. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh- <laughs> um, after we clean up that fucking mess, we're going to talk about another mess, and that's... Uh, the mess that is the 18th and 19th century and the real shit that they shot out of cannons. And I assure you, I promise it will have you saying what the absolute fuck at least four times. Amazing. <laughs> yes. And well, there's a video I want you to watch and you have to describe it to I our beautiful wait. listeners. Great. It's going right. to be amazing. Yeah. So let's begin. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's shall. Uh, now, I mentioned a real cannon, okay? So okay. let's not mistake a cannon used for, like, war uh, for a circus cannon mm-hmm. and being shot out of that. Um, should make a clarification uh, with those two things. This portion of a circus act where a highly decorated, flamboyantly oversized cannon is rolled out and a stunt person gets inside of the barrel, uh, that's known as a human cannonball. Got it. Now, uh I, I couldn't walk away from this distinction um, without acknowledging and giving a tip of the hat to the very first human cannonball, uh, because when I discovered it, I, I, I had to bring this up, uh, they deserve it, because the year was 1877. Yikes. And you guessed it, that person was a child. Of course they were. <laughs> of course they were. Uh, uh, Rosa. Rosa Matilda Richter. Uh, she broke the, well, she kind of broke a glass ceiling of sorts, uh, with her body at the tender age of six. Oh, God. She began climbing into cannons, and by 14, she went professional. Oh. That's right. I love that narrative. Um, not the narrative I thought it would be, which is some sort of terrible (laughs) parental abuse. Some child labor shit. Absolutely. Um, you know, she, uh, loved it as, as, as far as I Red. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let, let's get into it. Uh, she went by the stage name Zazelle. Zazelle, which I love because it sounds like a demon. It so does. Very cool to me. A plus. A plus stage name a Zazelle. Uh, she worked her act at the Royal Aquarium in London until, of course, P.T. Barnum just scooped her up. Of course. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to show you a photo of Zazelle in 1877, and I swear. <laughs> It so encapsulates being 14 in 1877. Oh my God. I, really, I really want you to like just, just to describe this photo. <laughs> okay. Uh, the photo will be available on our Instagram at Well, That's Interesting Pod. Um, all right. Scrolling, and this is Zazelle. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> where to begin? <laughs> Anywhere, Anywhere. Uh, Let's start with the outfit. Uh, It looks like she's wearing the thickest tights I've ever seen in my whole life, Um, which means she is technically kind of showing her legs very risque at the time. Very risque. Um, She's wearing the typical, I guess you would call it like a Victorian corset top. Like the top half of her looks like a classic Victorian high neck uh, corset situation. And then instead of a long skirt, she's got these like frilly bloomers in like the most conservative way you can possibly imagine. It's not, you know, 
It's not sexy Victorian. Not sexy at all. It looks like a frumpy diaper, but in a cute Victorian (laughs) way. At the time, I'm sure this was a little risque. Okay, so, and then also she's sitting on a cannon, um, not straddling it. Um, She's sitting like a lady. And um, she's got her hair done in the Victorian way. And then uh, now her facial expression, um, she uh, she is absolutely miserable in this photo. I, it's quite an expression. Um, it it's the one it's the one of a of a teen being forced to take a photo. I think it's- yes. Um, I'm I'm positive she loved everything she was doing. She was probably having a great day, but. Yeah, every photo of me it was as a 14-year-old. I, I looked like I wanted to die. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Zazel, uh, yeah, this, I, 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 what a look. What a look. <laughs> what a look. Uh, that cannon that she's on was the one that she used, and it was designed by Canadian William Leonard Hunt, and it had rubber springs attached to a platform for launching, uh, and gunpowder was used but only for like smoke and sound effects and, okay. the, sh- and the showiness. So got it. It wasn't on the inside. Got <laughs> it. Was it. Just on the Which outside. Which makes it totally safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, the tension of the coiled springs shot her approximately sixty feet up. And 20 feet across into a net, which, like, blew the minds of Victorian audiences around the world. Um, Now, I said approximately because these things were not consistent at all. Um, (laughs) It's worth noting that there was no exact calibration for these springs. You, like, literally wound them up and let it go. So Zazel really had no idea where she was going to land every time the cannon was loaded. Wow. Yeah, so... That's bad. That's, um, it's uh, I can't pretend that's good. That's, um, that's, that's a bad thing. That's, uh, you know, 1877, baby. Wow. So, um, along with gymnastic and trapeze work, Zizel was a human projectile for 14 years. Wow. Until a fateful day in 1891 um, when performing in New Mexico, uh, quoting the newspaper The West Australian, quote, of this feat, she was the originator and has practiced it ever since she was six years old with wonderful immunity from injury. But she failed in her performance the other day and fell 50 feet to the ground, receiving serious injuries, which may put a quietus on her aerial leaps and flights. End quote. No. I know. Um, no. The only info on her injuries I could get was that she broke her back and was in a full body cast for like several months okay but at least she lived she did live she totally lived at at that time in that day and age i feel like uh, dying is very easy especially when you fall from 50 feet (laughs) when you fall when you trip yeah (laughs) so going to the doctor could kill you in 1877 waking up could kill you uh yeah man she was lucky compared to some of her counterparts uh she lived and got to retire uh, but 30 other human cannonballs have died during a performance, and the last was in 2011. Wow. Yeah. So this is this happens all the time. This happens, well, yeah. Pretty, Some of the time. Pretty recently. Oh. Uh, sorry I laughed. Now, if you think this was dangerous after the break, uh, shit's going to get real. Oh, no. So <laughs> s- stay with us. Stay with us for some explosives and a little bit of innocent, reckless behavior. Oh, yeah.
And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. Uh, and we're going to crawl inside a real cannon. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> and <laughs> as you probably assumed, it won't go well. For sure not. No, no. it won't. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be fun to imagine. Uh, let's talk acceleration. Okay. Now, in one one-hundredth of a second, uh, cannonballs, or in this case, you, mm-hmm. uh, would go... <laughs> Would go from zero to about 3,800 miles per hour. Okay, so. Yes. I don't know much about math. Okay. Or numbers. <laughs> okay. But that sounds really fast. <laughs> from zero to 3,800 miles per hour? Yeah, yeah that, that sounds too fast for me. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, I'm going to read directly from one of my favorite books, and Then You're Dead by Cody Cassidy, because the description is so concise and awful and gross, and I love it. Um, and it's regarding this sudden 1 100th second of acceleration and the effects it has on the human body. Okay? Mm. <laughs> Funsies. <laughs> Quote, this is the equivalent of 17,000 Gs, roughly 2,000 times greater than any astronaut has ever experienced. For a moment, you would, air quotes, weigh 2.5 million pounds. Your skull and your bones would instantly collapse along with all of your soft tissue, like organs, flesh, and muscle. Only the water in your body would resist. So while still in the barrel, you would have lost your human form and become a small cylinder of reddish water with a very thin scum of crushed bone and flesh at the bottom of it, end quote. What? <laughs> yes. I know. So, uh-huh. um, you wouldn't survive leaving the cannon, is what? You got it. That's um, you. Absolutely. As soon, yeah, as that gunpowder would go off, you'd just be crushed. Yeah. Okay. Crushed. So, yeah. this might be the side of me that's been in quarantine for too long and has dark thoughts constantly. But is it weird? <laughs> That I want to see the flesh ball that the person becomes. Like, I, I want, mm. like, I'm trying to put it together in my head, but. I don't think that's weird. I, I want to see it. Not like, I don't want to see it. Ha- <laughs> I want, like, a, a really good drawing or, like, a painting. Oh, yeah. We can have an artist rendering. Yeah. Well, you know. Are you an artist, listeners? Um, do you like to render? Do you like to render flesh balls? <laughs> um, email us at wellitsinterestingpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you about some rendering. Of, that would be great. Of body rolls. That, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, there is a, yeah, so that would be the first part of the rendering. And then we have the second part of the rendering. It's a very, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, but, also, I'm realizing it's cylinder, not ball. Not ball. So it's, um, a yeah. cylinder is like a tube. Yeah. So, okay, my apologies. Not a flesh <laughs> ball, a flesh <laughs> cylinder tube tube thing there you go okay sorry back to the podcast back to the podcast back to the mush so great uh, (laughs) all of this mush uh if you will would exit the barrel um but at 3800 miles per hour air has barely enough time to get out of the way and this causes friction uh which results in heat and a lot of heat and now that you're mostly watery mush that's a problem. Yeah. Um, would you like to read once more from And Then You're Dead? I would love to. Um, all right. Quote, your final form uh, would be a super hot mist ejected into the atmosphere 
at five times the speed of sound. And yes. uh, now I would like to, uh, that's the end of the quote. Um, it is. <laughs> for our artists out there who are eager to email us about the uh, flesh cylinder, um, I would also like a rendering of the, I'm going to quote this again, yeah. super hot mist. Mm-hmm. Um, super yeah. hot body mist. Yes. That sounds like a fragrance yeah. <laughs> from Victoria's Secret. Trade, uh, the teenage section. Trademark, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, sweet Jesus. That's, so that would, be, uh, that, that would be shooting someone out of a cannon. Um, you know what? I think this is how I want to die. Um, what? <laughs> so when I'm like, you know, 80 or 90... Um, that is, a, that is a very Texas thing. It's a very Texas thing. Uh, let's, you know, when, I, I've, when I've had enough. <laughs> We're just going to bring out, roll out the cannon. Just tell me. Just roll out the cannon, baby. Roll out the it. cannon um, yeah. and turn me into a super hot miss. <laughs> There's a I, sex joke that yeah, I could make I, right now, but I won't. A, um, uh, we'll save that for the Patreon. That's right. That's for the Patreons. Those are for the people who pay. Yeah. Um, let's keep this canon. Let's keep this sexy canon. Okay. And travel back in time, back to the 1800s. Amazing. Uh, what a wacky time. For now, sure. We're, we're going to talk about four, four-ish, about four types of canon ammo that are kind of bonkers when you think about the speed at which shit flies out of these things. Yeah. So this is... Uh, this is going to be interesting. Do they also okay. turn into hot mist? <laughs> they, they turn into horrible, horrible things. Amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> um, first up is the hot shot. Ooh. Now, why just shoot one cannonball when you can shoot a cannonball that's been heated, heated to an insane degree? Mm. That's right. <laughs> now, according to Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, iron balls, once upon a time, uh, would be heated anywhere between 1,000... 470 degrees Fahrenheit to 1,650 degrees Fahrenheit. And to do this, many coastal forts in the 18th to 19th century, uh, they were equipped with these like special stone hotshot furnaces that kind of looked like little pizza ovens. Cute. Right? So here's a photo of one located at Fort La Latte in France. And what? Oh my God. It looks... It looks like a pizza oven. It does. For sure. It looks like something like a very rich person in like the Hollywood Hills would have in their backyard. Yeah. And then they would make their vegan pizzas there once every five years, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's got a little chimney. It's got even a little staircase up to the spot where you place like into the entrance. Very the- rustic. It, and it is made with stones. It's got a little space. And it's on a grassy hillside, which is absolutely stunning. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now, dropping an extremely hot piece of iron into a cannon loaded with gunpowder is a high-risk, high-reward situation. Hmm. Um, on one hand, if heated and loaded properly, your cannonball could easily set fire to your enemy's wooden ships. Love that. <laughs> so, which, un- you know, until the mid-1800s, most warships were fucking huge, but still mostly wood. Yeah. So it, it could... You could do a lot of damage, but this method could easily go wrong. Um, you needed someone with a lot of experience who could gauge the internal temperature of that furnace because mercury thermometers only went up to like 673-ish 
degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And uh, ain't nobody had a fucking digital thermometer. No, definitely not. So, yeah. So definitely somebody... not with the pizza oven I'm looking at. <laughs> no. no. Uh, so somebody really had to know what the hell they were doing. Uh, quoting Britannica, quote, An overheated shot could warp the inside of a cannon and block the bore, which is like the barrel passageway, yeah. causing the entire thing to explode. Got it. End um, quote. <laughs> that's bad. Very, very not good. That's for sure bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I assume, like... Everybody around it would be killed, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, now, you would think this type of risk would stop Americans. Mm. No, nay. Of course not. The USS Constitution was outfitted with a hotshot furnace on board. Wow. Yeah, on board. And this risky move actually paid off uh, in the War of 1812. Long story short, uh, she flattened a British warship whose artillery just, like, couldn't compete. And the USS warship was just, like, fucking left unscathed. She Amazing. was, like, a hero, you know, because of the hot shot on board. Anyway, right. so maybe the Brits should have tried our next artillery option. Ooh. The chain shot. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and as I like to say... Why shoot one cannonball at a time when you can shoot two? I love that. <laughs> That's right. Dose. Dose. Before steam engines and gas engines, ye old warships, or fucking any ship, had to use wind to get around. Hmm. And that meant a lot of mass. Yeah. Now, keep that in mind. Okay. Masts. Yeah. Mass, wind, sails, etc. Got it. Now, if you were like a pirate and you wanted to take out a merchant ship... Grab yourself two iron balls, join them together with a chain. Oh, I've seen this before in a movie. There you go. Maybe around six feet in length. You pop them in your cannon, and then honestly, you hope for the best. Uh, the goal for these wide-reaching, extremely fast projectiles was to rip through those masts. Yeah. And just like chop right through them, disabling yeah. the ship. Yeah. Yeah, and extra points if you caught anyone's limbs in the process. Amazing. I'm, like, imagining, like, I, I can only do this with my hands. I'm trying to describe. So, like, I just imagine it being effective. There you go. Like, end over end. Yeah. Like, and uh, extreme, just, like, ripping through whatever's in front of it. Exactly. There you go. And, yeah, it fucking worked. <laughs> it, so, it worked until... You know, there were no more masks to shoot down, which is sad. That's a, that was that, but, probably a bummer day. Uh, they were like for somebody. Yeah, for like, somebody. Uh, it's just. I guess I'll go home. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Um, but before we go, we have to talk about our last two shots. Uh, they're kind of similar, okay. not only in their kind of form, but also in their brutality. Ooh. Uh, so, <laughs> let's start with the grape shot. Uh, now, this is a canvas bag, so picture a canvas bag, and okay. then you fill it with numerous iron balls about the size of a softball. Okay. And you tie it all shut with a rope. Okay. And this whole thing would be packed into a cannon. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it does. Does it pay off? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool, now, cool, cool. the name Grape Shot comes from the lumpy look of it, uh, resembling supposedly like a cluster of grapes, but I think it looks more like a sack of potatoes. Um, but Potato Shot just doesn't have that same ring to it, I guess. Yeah. Here's a photo of a Grape Shot, and what do you think this so, looks like? I'm going to go with 
um, sack of potatoes. Sack so of potatoes. Definitely yeah. sack of potatoes. And it's got um, rope tied around it um, in a way that I feel like, how do I say this? Like, like S&M people tie up ropes. Have yeah. you seen like that? A, like um, across the chest. Yeah. Down, down your like torso. Back in the day when I had a Tumblr account, those photos would always come out of nowhere and you'd be <laughs> like, oh, they did it really well that time. So yes, that's kind of what it looks like around a yeah. sack of potatoes. There you go. Sexy S&M potato sack. Exactly. There, there we go. go. Okay. So the purpose, now we're going to quote from Botanica, Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica, once again, quote, the bag would break apart upon firing, releasing the balls much like a modern shotgun. Aha. Uh-huh. On land, a grape shot could devastate troops at close range and was used in a number of wars in the 18th and 19th centuries. Hmm. At sea, it was an effective tool against crews on deck and had the added benefit of disabling sails and rigging. End quote. So that sounds very effective. Yeah. It's got a lot going for it. Yeah. It's think of it as like a modern day cluster bomb. Yeah. Uh, it's packed and like, and it kind of has the ability to take out like groups of people and structures, but the only control you have is like the direction you shot it in. Yeah. Uh, because once that bag explodes, anything in its general direction is vulnerable to its shrapnel. Um, this shit was just as chaotic as it was dangerous and well, chaotic, dangerous. This leads us to our last shot and America's civil war favorite, the canister shot. Yeah. Um, now instead of a canvas bag, you have yourself something the size of, and the make of a large soup can. Fun. Okay. So picture maybe two soup cans together. Um, Inside that large can, you've got small iron balls, uh, but also nails, barbed wire, glass, and whatever you like for shits and giggles. I love it. Anything you can find. (laughs) Really anything. Throw Um, it in. Now, I said it was an American Civil War favorite. So those who like to reenact the Civil War... um, they love these shots too, and I would love to show you a video of some folks role-playing as Union soldiers standing in a field with a cannon, firing off canister shots, because yes, why not? Wow. Yeah, so there's a shit ton of these on YouTube, so feel free to choose your own favorite. The one we're going to watch, uh, in the description, it says this video, uh, it states that the people firing off the cannon, they fired off 17 rounds, each containing... 27 one inch one and a half inch diameter steel balls so no barbed wire no glass just damn i was hoping for a a big thing of crap (laughs) (laughs) um so just to as an example of the fucking chaos once these things are released i would love to show you this video and please describe a canister shot uh just out in the open in an American field. I would so, love to. I'm going to turn up the volume. And oh, they've got outfits. Okay. They've got outfits. They're all decked out in their Union gear. There's a, uh, a cannon there. Yeah. All right. And here we go. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> 
I see. Okay. Okay. So, what does that look like to you? So, okay. So, basically, when it fires, um, tons of smoke comes out of the cannon. And then, and they're on this big field. And then far away from them in the same field, there are, like, a bunch of tiny little smoke eruptions coming up from the ground, which I am assuming are the, uh, the, the... the the crap that was in the canister exactly and um it's a lot but i never saw any of it that's the thing yeah it's basically invisible else through the air because it's so fast and then when it hit when it hit the ground you saw like three the cannon go off three times and each time it was like completely different it hit right completely different there was one that was like a big long line of them this is like a tiny little cluster it's different every time it's very unpredictable yeah but i can see how that could take out like you know the deck of a ship or something like that or just anyone in anywhere just like even hundreds of feet in front of this cannon yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that was uh that was an American favorite. Um, feel free to look it up on YouTube. Give it a shot. And my friends, that is the top four cannon shots plus a human being. Uh, yeah, and that's the end of our episode 021. I love it. And I loved it. Feel free to support us, email us. Uh, we're really so thankful. And, so thankful. Yeah. And, you know. We love you. We love you. Stay sane during these times. You're safe with us. (laughs) That's right. Stay sane and stay interesting. Please do.